what we do here is go back, 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 back. Already hitting up Dan, hitting up Bob, hitting up Stan, hitting up Ryan, hitting up Pitts, all the fellas. Where are we watching the Super Bowl this year, right? Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald, rocking it solo today for this episode for you guys. And in case you haven't heard, the Las Vegas Raiders are headed to the Super Bowl. Because as quiet as things have been during this free agency, the Raiders are making some big splashes. They're doing some big things. As much as people started hating on this regime and going off, yes, I'm talking to you, Twitter. This team is making big moves, and we're starting to look nasty. So, since I don't have my co-host here to see how he's doing, see how the rundown's going, see what we're going to be talking about, we're going to jump right into it, okay? We are going to just touch on a bunch of the information and news that has been hitting Raiders Twitter and just Raider Nation in general. First thing to start with, Max Crosby signed a massive extension. Four years, $98.98 million, with a $53 million guaranteed, which is right about a hair under twenty-five a year. I feel like that $98.98 is like on purpose just because of his number, but the man deserved it. He's been an absolute beast, as his nickname incurs. He's been a condor on the edge. He has been one of the best pass rushers in the league since he started. And it's been absolutely fantastic to be able to extend him. You know, that was one of the big things coming into this was where are they going to go with Max? Where are they going to go with Renfro? Where's DC mix into all this, which we will get into a little bit later. But Crosby getting an extension, inking in as a Raider for the next, what, five years or so. He added four-year extension on, on his deal. So very excited. On the flip side of things, coming in as a newcomer, Opposite of him, Chandler Jones, free agent, 31 years old, has been an absolute beast. Signed a three-year, $51 million contract, right around 17 a year. In corresponding moves to that, the Raiders traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Colts for Rocky Yassin, cornerback. That dude is awesome. He has played very well. He's been just an absolute beast in man coverage which going into this new defensive scheme we are going to need and he really liked him coming out of the draft 2019 I liked him as well kind of a small town guy small school guy coming out but long corner uh, someone who was very physical at the line I think it, it overall is going to absolutely automatically upgrades our defensive back especially Casey Hayward moving on and whatnot so that's going to be very exciting and some corresponding moves to kind of make some cap space for all of that. We had a few things that uh, kind of unraveled before all this happened. First, Corey Littleton was cut. He was designated as a post-June 1st cut, which is going to save the Raiders $11.75 million. It's also going to be a $14 million dead cap hit over the next two years. I believe it's $4 million this year, a little under ten next year. Uh, they decided to just cut ties with him. Um, I guess every team gets two post-June 1st designations a year, which usually helps. 
in regards to how much dead caps you, act, you actually have. So basically teams can't just designate everybody for that and help themselves, but they get two a year, which leads me to our next one. Uh, Carl Nassib, also post-June 1st designation. He will have dead cap hit a 6.6 over the next two years, but it does save $8 million. So they kind of saw the writing on the wall with both of those guys. Uh, best thing to do was cut ties with them now and use them for that designation. Uh, also allows those guys to just be able to move on and find a team and just be done with it. Kind of uh, best for both sides type of situation. Nick Kwiatkowski also cut. He's just going to have a straight $5 million cap hit. Obviously used both of their post-June designations. Couldn't use it on him, but decided to cut ties with him. A lot of those, all three of those kind of have to do with a lot of bit of money, a lot of bit of just scheme fit going to this next defense, kind of starting fresh for this new regime and whatnot. All three of those guys are going to cost a little over $25 million, uh, over the next two years. What we are saving uh, in order to kind of start over and just start fresh and be done with some of the free agents of the old regime. They're just cutting ties, being done with it. Okay, now. For the bomb dropper that hit roughly around, I don't know, what was it, 4.30-ish, 5.30-ish, somewhere in that range. Let's see, where was it? Yeah, we're looking at probably around like 4.30, 4.45-ish. The Raiders traded for Devontae Adams. What up? No one expected this to happen. Everybody was talking about it. Okay, so f- backtrack a bit. As everybody knows, going into this offseason, a big thing was Devontae Adams, a free agent. No one knows what is going to happen with Rodgers. Him and Carr are boys from their college days. Raiders go out and get him. And the more you look at it, the more you're like, he's going to take a big contract. It's going to be a lot of draft capital. It may not be worth it in regards to what we can afford, what we can do, all that kind of stuff. You know, your your adult mind kind of catches up with, you know, your little kid mind that you just want to go out there and just have the best thing. You know, you just want the best cake and you want to also eat it too as well. So that being said, the news drops and the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams. And the first thing that came out was that they traded away two premium 2022 draft picks. And I thought to myself, what on earth does that mean? Because our first round draft pick is the 22nd draft pick. And then the, what, after that 56-ish rough range around there, that doesn't seem like premium for Devontae Adams. But alas, it was our first round pick and our second round pick in 2022. Now, did a lot of that have to do with the fact that they tagged him. He wouldn't play under the tag. They didn't want to give him the jillion dollars that he deserves and that the Raiders ended up giving him. Probably had to do with a good amount of that stuff. But in the end, Raiders traded for him. Him and DC reunited, and it feels so right. Uh, he signed a five-year, $141 million contract, which I believe is 141.25, which tones in a little above $28 million a year, which is absolutely unreal, astronomical, absolutely ridiculous. But I am so happy that it happened. So happy that this transpired. And, you know, it was one of those things where you could sit here and say, where were you on the day the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams? Now, that being said, 
we're going into this year with, I would argue, one of the top three, top five trios in the league right now. You have Renfro, you have Waller, and now you have Adams, right? Carr has zero excuses anymore. This whole narrative about Carr's never had any weapons, he's never had, you know, a cast around him, things haven't been, you know, top tier, it's always been, you know, he's always been had crap weapons around him the whole time until recently he started, you know, having some good weapons and stuff, that's out. But the reason I'm excited about that is because I truly believe that now that he has weapons around him like this, we're going to see a different car. He's going to have the ability to have someone that's going to beat someone on the outside. Me and Andy, we've talked about it. Andy mainly has talked about it, how we need someone that can just win on the outside. We have a lot of guys that can win on the inside. And one of the best tight ends in the league, arguably one of the most underrated uh, slots in the league. And now we bring in probably the best receiver in the NFL or one of the best receivers in the NFL. And now he's on the outside. It's going to be rough for defenses to scheme around on top of being inside of a Josh McDaniels, very meticulous, very thought out, six moves ahead type of offense that we saw uh, people like Julian Edelman thrive in and all these you know, kind of receivers that came out of nowhere that were kind of nobodies. And I'm not saying that Renfro is a nobody at any point, but this is that typical, you know, white slot receivers about to about to thrive in the NFL type of situation. That being said, McDaniels led offense is, is very efficient, very effective and very good in the red zone from from what we have seen. And, and you know, even with someone like a Mac Jones in there, he's been able to produce. So having the type of weapons that he does not only between those three guys but then you have people like Jacobs in the backfield very excited very excited to see where this team goes already hitting up Dan hitting up Bob hitting up Stan hitting up Ryan hitting up Pitts all the fellas where are we watching the Super Bowl this year right because that's the type of feeling that we got going into this offseason going into the news that's coming out right now just absolutely jacked about it all. And it's it's really, up until this point, it's been a lot of hush-hush because we're seeing all these things drop, right? You see Khalil Mack get traded to the Chargers. Like, what the fuck, right? You see Mack get traded to the Chargers, and then all of a sudden you see the reports that J.C. Jackson is signing with the Chargers, and you're like, great, we're screwed. Like, this is just the worst two things that could have possibly happened have happened. But wait, also Russell Wilson gets traded to the Broncos. So AFC West is just stacked. People are just coming out of the woodworks to come play in the AFC, right? All these things are happening. And at this point, the Raiders are just doing nothing. They're just standing pat. They're just nothing's going on. Everybody's sitting here like uh, all the other teams are getting better. What are you guys doing? And they're just sitting there like Kermit sipping their tea, just like hold my beer wait for this one and couldn't be happier with some of these bombs that that were dropped so those are a few of the things that are going on in free agency as of lately a lot of other things are happening amongst the nfl i am going to wait until andy's back with us to talk about a lot of those things a lot of stuff with deshaun watson a lot of stuff around the league in general so when he is back we will jump on top of all that stuff but now Now that we have touched on a lot of the things happening around the league as of recently with the Raiders, 
we are going to jump into a little bit of some festivities because today is St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Day is a beloved holiday uh, and and, and has always been a, a relatively beloved holiday. Also, two days before my dad's birthday, who was a very, to say he was very Irish would be a very modest way of explaining that. So there was a good three-day stretch for my father from St. Patrick's Day to his birthday. That was a very joyous and celebrating stretch. So St. Patrick's Day has always been one that's been, obviously, fun to celebrate. So in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I am going to give you guys my top five Irish movies of all time. Before we get into that, though, I'm going to tell you guys who this episode is brought to you by. And that's DraftKings. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 free bets if they do. It's that simple. If you win, they win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still join the college hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will hit most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, now we get into the heart of the content, right? So because it's St. Patrick's Day, we had to do something St. Patrick's themed, right? And when Andy comes back, we will have some, I I think, a good combination of um, a little St. Patrick festiveness along with March Madness, which is very much alive right now. Uh, But that will be something we get into at a later time frame. But for me, as I'm doing this thing solo, okay, one thing that I can get behind big time Irish movies, right? And let's be realistic. These are all just the movies that came to mind when I think Irish movies, right? So, you may agree with me. You may not agree with me. There's a good chance majority of you don't agree with me. I'll accept that fact. Let me know. Let me know if you don't agree. Let me know how much you hate my list because people are probably going to hate it. If you don't hate the movies that are on it, you might hate the order they're in. So, first one we're starting with. Number one. Boondock Saints, my number one Irish movie. I'm kind of tiptoed because there's there's literally three movies that are kind of like 1A, 1B, 1C for me, realistically, right? I'm going with Boondock Saints as number one because there's two out of the three that I've watched a million times. There's one that probably should be number one on the list, and it's probably number one on the list of a lot of people, but we'll get to that at some point. But anyways, Boondock Saints, fantastic movie. It's about two brothers who are basically vigilante justice men who take out all the bad in the world, right? It's it's your patented, like I said, vigilante story of, like, the police, they're not doing their jobs right. 
lot of innocent lives are being taken. A lot of people are being taken advantage of. We're just going to do it on our own, right? And they, they're the big Catholic background with a lot of the, you know, the verses they recite before they actually, like, kill somebody. You got William Defoe screaming, there was a firefight, right, in the middle of what I think is a strip club. Wasn't 100% positive on exactly the layout and how that actually worked, but that's neither here nor there. Boondock Saints, number one for me. Number two, and this is where it gets a little bit more contentious. Number two for me, Luck of the Irish. Now you say, Disney Channel movie, why do you got on there, right? First of all, we're talking about Irish movies. Nothing more Irish than a movie called Luck of the Irish. You got a kid. He's got this lucky coin, right? He wears it around his neck. He's just the ultimate, you know, junior high jock. Everything goes well for him. He finds 10 bucks on the side of the road that he stops to pick up. And picking up that 10 bucks just causes him to, like, not get splashed by a puddle. Just all the, all the great things happen for him, right? And his parents are super vague about, like, where he came from. They're having this heritage thing at, at school, right? Whatever. Turns out he's a leprechaun. His mom's side of the family, big-time leprechaun. Grandpa owns a chip factory. Not a big deal. If anyone's ever seen the TV show Psych, Carlton Laster, the detective, he's actually the bad guy in this movie. So call back, jump back, whatever you want to call it. One movie, one show. Absolutely love this gentleman, Detective Carlton Lasseter. Middleman between them both. So essentially, he steals the magic coin. They fight to get it back fantastic movie it was a staple of our childhood right and it's it's probably one of those where you had to be there right but anybody anybody who knows what i'm talking about is sitting here listening to this being like i get it i get it and i agree with you so moving on number three for me right here this is where i keep saying this is where the contention comes and it just like keeps happening farther down the list but this is actually where the contention comes because this is the one that should be probably at the top of the list and that's the departed you got a slew of actors in this movie right you got marky mark mark Wahlberg. you got dicaprio some of the more questionable boston accents i guess you could say in this movie but a lot of talk recently is that marky's been pitching it about a departed too, right? Shout out to KFC Radio. Uh, they had Mark Wahlberg on. He said that he pitched the idea of a departed too. That he got maybe you know a De Niro, a Brad Pitt, someone along those lines to join in. Maybe it could happen. Broke the internet at the time when it came out, but nonetheless, the departed, great movie. There's some people I know who put that as the number one movie on their list of all time. Um, that's where I feel like the con- contention could be. When it comes to where it's out on my list. That being said, Boondock Saints, Luck of the Irish. I watched those movies a thousand times more than I ever watched The Departed. Not saying The Departed is not a good movie, um, but and it deserves to be on my list. It's top three, and it's not one or two. I don't think that's how the Drake lyric goes, but it is what it is. Fourth on my list, Mystic River. Now... You may be asking yourself, why Mystic River? And in fact, I'm asking myself, why Mystic River as well? But you got a movie that's based in Boston, right? Clint Eastwood movie. You got Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon. 
it's one of those like who done it kidnapping mystery movies that's very great has a lot of stuff that plays out uh, really gets you captured right into the end a lot of thick boston accents that are real fantastic and you know it's just an all-around good watch I, I feel like probably i mean i'm pretty sure it won some academy awards so i'm not gonna say you know uh underrated movie but people toss around you know classic movies mystic rivers not a whole lot of the times in the conversation so putting it out there number four on my irish movie list number five uh is going to be quite simply the irishman and for no other reason outside of the fact that it's called the irishman and you have robert de niro in a martin scorsese movie playing an Irishman. I mean, the ultimate, like, Italiano man playing an Irishman with the worst Irish accent possible on top of the fact that the movie is probably 15 hours long. I didn't time it myself. I didn't look at the little, like, progress bar on Netflix when I was watching it. But it probably had to be close to that amount of time. So I'm going with it, rounding it off because I needed one to kind of bookend on my list, uh, literally called the Irishman and you have an Italian person playing that Irishman. So that's my list. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I did my best to bring as much entertainment as I could for you. The Raiders doing some things, right? They're shucking, they're driving, they're doing some things. I don't think they're done yet either. So stay tuned next week. We will try to get back on track with things we will work into more of our draft position layout stuff continue to go watch our youtube video where we have a lot of that content coming out please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars on apple itunes and continue to support because we love you guys we appreciate everything that you guys do for us go jump on the website raidertakepodcast.com there's merch Everywhere you can follow us on social media, everywhere you can listen to us, see us, and just absorb any of our content. So we appreciate y'all, and we will see y'all next week as we jump back into more of this draft coverage.